Hello everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to episode 12 of The Weeb Couch, your weekly pop culture podcast. You know how it goes. As always, I'm Mason, and joining me... Dan, I'm here, as always. <laughs> as always. So, you know how it goes. We'll go through um, what we've been what we've been looking at this week. You know, anime, manga, comics, games, a little bit of a film, and some news... And, of course, we have the lowdown on this week's Nintendo Direct. That'll be towards the end of the episode. Obviously, click the timestamps. You know how it goes. Um, and, yeah. Um, episode 12. Let's just start it right off with your anime, Dan. Let's go. So, for me, I went with a... Um, got a strange one, actually. But one I've, I've heard good things about, and so I've always wanted to watch it. And I thought, why not do it now? It's called The Saga of Tanya the Evil. And Tanya is a young uh, female soldier, infamous for predatorial-like ruthlessness and an uncanny tactical aptitude, which earned her the nickname The Devil of the Rhine. And, but however, underneath her, like, innocent appearance because she's she's just a child in a fucking military uniform yep. it's actually the soul of a man who challenged being x which is a self-proclaimed god <laughs> to a battle of wits yep. which resulted in him being reincarnated as a little girl into a world <laughs> of magical warfare so it's an isekai but it's, it's an isekai Yes, it, it's a good isekai because yeah. it is goes against isekai. Exactly. Yeah. The and only, it's like the only good isekai yeah. is a subversive isekai. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, actually, yes, <laughs> that, that is true. Like, just look at Konosuba and Isekai Quartet. Yes, totally. Yeah. Um, so Tanya is completely hell bent on defiance. Um, it's um. She resolves to like ascend the ranks of her country's military as it ever so slowly plunges into a world war. <laughs> <laughs> With only being X prov- um, uh, proving to be the strongest obstacle in recreating the peaceful life that she once knew. Mm. But, there's a big but here, her perceptive actions and combat initiative have an unintended side effect, propelling the mighty empire into becoming one of the most powerful nations in mankind's history. Oh my god. What an anime. Yep. It is amazing. Yep. It truly is. It's, it's so much fun. It's I would say in a similar way to uh, Helsing Ultimate, it's just super fun. Tanya is an amazing protagonist because she isn't a protagonist. Yep. <laughs> It's so good. I'm pretty sure what I don't know. I can't remember what they're called again. And they just—it's not an antagonist. That's the evil. It's um. It's an anti-hero. Can't remember the name. Yeah, an anti-hero. Yes. She is so fun to watch. She's like, and it's once again, it's uh it's just funny to see this child maniacally laugh at like torturing someone for information. Yeah. It is genuinely hilarious to watch her, like, eyes widen with, like, insanity. Oh, yeah. Because behind it is a guy who, f- 
who try to go against a self-proclaimed god. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. The animation, like, as, like for an, oh isekai, for an isekai, the animation is, like, top tier in this series as well. Especially, oh, yeah, it is Especially great. the facial animations, like you were saying, like, Tanya, Tanya's, oh. like, it's, like, surprisingly, like, weirdly amazing facial animations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very expressive. It's, it's so funny, like, one of one of those one of my favorites favorite scenes is during a photo shoot of Tanya, where she has to wear a very childish and oh girly dress um, for the public, and she's putting on a smile. Yet inside her head, she's pretty much saying that I want to kill everyone in this room yeah. because of the humiliation. It is a old guy in a girl's body. Yeah. Having to wear a dress like that and have to be so in, like the shame. It is hilarious because you can tell that the smile is completely fake and there's like a beads of sweat coming off of him yeah. because he just can't handle it. It is genuinely so fun. And like you said, animation it's actually it's 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 actually it's like the anime is a talent as fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. they like it's it, it's it's good. It's actually really good. I, and so yeah. Yeah, I just I super enjoy the show and like if you want if you're sick of isekai and you want something like a little darker, like because this is this is definitely one of the darkest isekais I've I've ever seen. Um, mm. Yeah, and it just it's certainly better than I'm standing on one million lives. I'll I'll say that I'll say that right now. <laughs> season, Call back. season two is coming this year. Um, <laughs> Oh god. Hopefully never. Yeah. But um I actually found this out that um uh this anime was I think the first animation production from the studio. Oh, yeah. So I I have like I I'm quite impressed with them to be honest. I'm like it's a studio nut by the way. <laughs> Get your jokes out in the comment section. Go on. I can I can I can hear them coming. I can hear them coming. But like like overall it's just it's just really fun yeah and it's and it's obviously a, it, it, it's pretty dark like probably as you can tell it's obviously not as dark as helsing but yeah or or um devil man but it's um it's not it's not the isekai that you're thinking of yeah. pretty much yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't work like that it's like but i do i do love this just, just doing a quick bet. search of Studio Nut. They've also, uh, more recently, they've done Decadence, which came out last year. Pretty good, um, sort of sci-fi, like softcore mecha type thing. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. it's it look, it's a lot like Attack on Titan, but with a bit more of a comedic edge to it. So if you like Tanya the Evil, uh, which you probably will because it's a great show. Uh, check out Decadence as well because I watched like the first four or five episodes and I actually enjoyed it. So yeah, and again, animation is top tier. You know, the animators are not yeah. extremely talented, mm-hmm. and as mm. they're a pretty new studio, be cool to see what they do in the future. Hmm. And um, one of my favorite things about this anime is that it like helps us show a line between heroism and villainy through Tanya. And it is so it is so good to watch. Yeah. And so I would highly recommend giving this a watch if, like Mason said earlier, you're 
bored and tired of the Sword Art Online, the Overlord, you know, all that sort of stuff. Anyone an isekai that knows what it's doing because it isn't an isekai. Yes. Yes. And because of that, I'd give this a good 8 out of 10. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. Super fun to watch. Also, Definitely highly need, recommend need it. need more anime from light novels. Because Tanya the yes. Evil was a light novel instead of a manga. Um, you know I'll be reviewing uh, Nagatoro anime when that shit comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. Yeah, there's just not enough. There are some great light novels out there, especially in recent years. Oh. Tanya the Evil yeah, is totally. one of them. Like, we need more. Yeah. Totally. Yes. So yeah, and, um, I'd probably agree. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, that's good. So, what have you got? I've got a bit of an older one. Um, going back into the archives um, from 1998. Um, this is a mecha anime because I'm not torturing myself enough by going through the Gundam series. <laughs> all um, of it. All of it. All, all like 40 yeah, shows. <laughs> um, this is my anime today is Shin Geta Robo Armageddon a show that oh, approximately zero people watching have heard of um, yeah. but it is basically sort of like how Helsing Ultimate is to Hel Helsing uh, this is a sort of an abridged version of Geta Robo which was an 80s mecha show um, mm. So it's sort of, yeah, it's very, very condensed version of it. This is only 13 episodes where Geta Robo was 51. Um, and I'll just, I'll just read out the synopsis really quick. Um, sent to jail after being accused of murdering Geta Robo creator Dr. Saltame, Ryoma Nagare must once again team up with his former comrades and pilot Geta Robo when Saltame returns from the dead and threatens humanity by unleashing his greatest creation, the Shin Dragon. So, <laughs> why does that sound like? Okay, I don't want to be rude, but why does that sound like a like, um, like a Disney XD yeah. <laughs> an, 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 an animated series? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. The Shin Dragon. The Shin Dragon. Jeez, like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, it it's weird you should say that because I'm really not sure where like wh what this is aimed at like what age this is aimed at because it's like there is some there is some gore like not hardcore gore like you would see from like mm -hmm. evangelion or something like the the mecha the mechas do bleed and there is like you know like big uh brawls with the mechas where they're like got arms arms falling off and stuff like that but then yeah. like the art style it's good. Like the the art, the artwork is very good. It's very stylized. Um, it's very yeah. unique. But it does look kind of childlike. And yeah, th that's one of my few problems because it is a good show. I, I know. I'm, I know. We're sort of we're sort of trashing on it right now, but it is a good show. <laughs> I do. Enjoy, yeah. I did enjoy the show. Um, but yeah, it's it's just weird because it's like, who is this aimed at? It's a, it's kind of look kind of seems like it's trying to be Gundam which is aimed at children, but then it's also trying to be Evangelion, which is aimed at uh, adults. Um, it's trying to have the best of both worlds, which is fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, good things. <laughs> Let's get on to the good things. <laughs> <laughs> the character, like I said before, the artwork is brilliant. It's highly stylized. Um, the character designs, like for Ryoma, who's the main character, Ryoma has one of the coolest character designs I've ever seen. 
Um, and yeah, and he's like he's got the big scarf. He's got like the the trench coat. He's like really broad and buff. Um, and it's a shame because he's like he's not really in the show. And again, I gotta go back to a to, to a criticism. Um, I had I had this down as like a seven or an eight, but I feel like I might have to bring it down after I'm I'm thinking about it. Um, the pacing is sort of all over the place, and you can tell it's an abridged version of a fifty episode long anime series um, because it sort of it crams a bunch of stuff in, and then there's like one or two episodes in the middle which like pretty much nothing happens. Um, and then, like, the final four episodes, I think, is just, like... It, it could have been, like, 10 or 20 episodes. Like, there's there's just so much happening. Um, but I think... I think if you want the story, you should just watch the original Shin Geta, uh, or Geta Robo, because, like, apparently that's really good. I haven't seen it, which is why I was probably a little bit confused by the, the pacing. Um, uh, but if you want the, the spectacle... And you know the the uh, the animation. You should watch this because it's a lot better than Geta Robo, but that's to be expected because it was made like ten years after. So, um, but the char- yeah character designs are brilliant. Um, mecha designs are amazing. I these are some of the best looking mechas I've seen. Like, um, obviously. Wow, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I I really. Like, and you've watched. Um, I've watched. What's, I, what's, what's it called? I've watched I've watched a, a bunch of Mecha. <laughs> um, no, it was that one that you and Jake have watched. What's it called again? Oh, Code Geass. Code Geass. Yeah, Code Geass. Yeah, Code Geass has some. I great don't know looking. how much. Yeah. I know how much you flaunt over those designs. Yeah, Code Geass has some great looking Mechas, uh, but this show has some amazing Mechas. They're called Getters, um, uh, but they look great. They're obviously because of the old. I, I'm just a, a huge fan of that like '90s like, rough sort of art style with anime. But the getters look amazing um, to nice. me. I kind of wish they didn't have eyeballs. Uh, that oh. makes them look a little bit weird. Oh. Um, like, I kind of wish their, their eyes were just, like, solid colours. That would have looked a lot better. But, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, all in all, the designs are great. Shin Dragon, which is, like, the main bad, the bad guy. Very cool design again. Um, but yeah, Shingeta Robo Armageddon is very much style over substance because (laughs) this is not a spoiler, but in episode one, um, Shin Dragon drops a nuke on Tokyo that destroys, (laughs) that destroys all of Japan, just all of it. The entire country is now, is now a wasteland. That's episode one. And it remains that way for the rest of the show. Um, and I like I guess sure a little bit of build up to that would have been nice, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah definitely style over substance. The mecha battles are very cool, kind of don't do enough with because like in mecha anime you've got to have like each mech has to have a gimmick, you know, um, they have to have like a special weapon or like a special power that each one of them has, but. Shingeta sort of doesn't do that. It's just mechs punching each other. There's not really any... Like, some of them have guns and some of them have, like, laser cannons in their chests and stuff. But there's not really enough variety in the... There's a, there's variety in the designs. Like I said, all the mechs are, are real. Like, they look really nice. But there's not enough variety in sort of the, the weapons 
to make it a true like very good mecha fighting like darling mm. in the franks which is a series i've talked about before on the podcast and it's a series i really really love each mech has its own weapon and it's like specifically calibrated to that weapon and you know mechs can't use another mech's weapon because they're not you know they're not calibrated and stuff like that and i think getter would have uh, sort of you know would have benefited from this but you know I, I will I will probably watch Getter Robo the original at some point when I'm when I'm like sixty years old and I'm finished with Gundam. Um, but yeah. Shin Getter Robo is a fine show. Um I know the Getter Robo manga is not that long. So if you don't want to watch through thirteen episodes, like read the manga. Um but yeah, I would give Shin Getter Robo Armageddon, I'd give it a seven let's give it a no let's give it a six let's give it a six just it's good it it looks great but we could use a little bit more on the story side the story is kind of rushed Um, but yeah i give it a six very cool um nice okay moving on to manga i may as well get my manga done manga i enjoyed a lot um that i didn't expect to enjoy um which my manga is Kokoro Connect, which means Mind Connect, but oh. it can also be read as Heart Connect, and I'm sure that was intentional by the author. So, Kokoro Connect uh, is a slice of life manga, which follows a group of um, a group of five high school students who are all the members of like the um the school like newspaper club like the monthly school paper um and you know they're all really good friends and one day um <laughs> one day two of them switch bodies you know oh what they become one of them becomes the other just ran like out of the blue and the way Let's it's see. introduced in the first chapter um there are three of them like three of the club members are are like um, talking about what they're going to put in this month's edition of the newspaper. It's like very uh, laid back and relaxed and they're just chatting about what to include. And then the other two members just burst in and they're like really panicked. And um, and, um, and they go, oh, and they just say, we've switched bodies. And there's like a massive speech bubble that takes up half of the, half of the panel, like half of the page. It's just, we've switched bodies. Um, and... Um, and you'd think that's where it would stop, but um, oh. it like this came out, I think, a little bit before your name, so I can't really call it a ripoff. But the um, the inspiration is definitely there, wherein it uses the um, body swap sort of plot to like as a platform to make it more of a romance sort of anime well manga in this case there is an anime um and i like that i think that's fine um there are the, all the characters are great like the strength of this comes from the characters all of the club members are extremely likable uh taichi is the main guy he's our main our main character and um it's all and as they just randomly switch bodies they sort of you know you know, learn more about each other and like understand each other and all that and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. um, so Tai Chi is sort of 
Taishi sort of gets made fun of by the rest of the club members on how self-sacrificing he is. Like, how he would just do anything for, for his friends. And they and um, everyone sort of sees that as a weakness. Um, and when he starts switching with... with um, because there are two, there are two male members and there are three female members. And when he starts switching with the female members, he starts to like see how they see him, and it's sort of the the theme of you know be yourself, um, you know don't try to be someone else, don't try and please anyone, that sort of thing. Very uh, you know very standard stuff. Um, but then, but then it's revealed that the body swapping is being done by an alien. Um, you know, uh-huh. as, as you do. Um, the alien is called Heartseed, and he like randomly takes the form of um, their homeroom teacher, like their form tutor. Um, so like you can never tell whether it's the actual teacher or if it's the alien. Um, and I think, and I think the the mangaka got some complaints about that because in later chapters, like when the alien is talking, the speech bubbles are like black with white text. So that helps a lot. Um, and he sort of like, and he sort of goes like, and they're like, oh, why, why, why are you doing this to us? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I was just bored. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, and then I don't want to get too deep into spoilers, but he does, like, oh, the manga gets very, very dark at like the halfway mark. Not like, not like, you know, supernatural or, you know, anything like horror, horror-esque. But, like, the themes become much more serious um, in what sort of Heartseed sets into... Like, he sets events into motion. Like, he never does anything, but he sort of nudges things to a, to a position that he wants them to be in. Um, sort of like Ryuk from Death Note, where he, he doesn't partake in any of the things, but he sort of nudges things in the right direction that will give him the most entertainment. Yeah, um, I... I, I... Saw that as like if he's if once once he I heard you say that you did it because it was bored. I was like, yeah, it's just like Ryuk, exactly. You know? It's it's exactly That's like fun. Ryuk, um, yeah. except he, like you could you could be it could be said that Ryuk is on light side in Death Note, where Heart Seed is like, like yeah, he he's kind of he's kind of against the protagonist, judging by some of the stuff he does in the later chapters, which I won't spoil. Uh, he's never really an enemy, which I really I really like because if they just turned him into like someone who's doing this to be malicious to them, it would kind of become a little more boring. But as he's not an enemy of them, he's sort of just doing this to get entertainment. He becomes a much more entertaining character um, because you're like, oh, what the, what is he going to do now, you know? Um, and he's very finicky with, with the stuff that he does and, um, like, you know, what he wants them to do and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, the, the real draw of this comes from the... Um, the wholesome, like the um, rom- romantic side of things. There's um, the other male club member that isn't Tai Chi, which is Aoki. Uh, he's all he's trying to get with. Um, he's trying to get with another club member, which I who I believe is called Shoujo, uh, who is yes, who is who is a lowly, but <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we, we won't talk about that. She's the same age as she's the same age as the rest of the cast, but she looks like five. Um, and sort of Shoujo like keeps putting putting him off, you know, she keeps pushing him away. Um and that's that it, you know, and um Aoki sort of accepts, you know. 
he's sort of saying, I know you won't go out with me, but that won't change my feelings about you. You know, that sort of thing. And it's very wholesome. It's very heartwarming. Um, and then Yui, um, no, Yui, that's the wrong character. Um, Shoujo. Uh, God damn it, Mason. <laughs> no, all these Japanese names. I can't, I can't keep track. <laughs> um, um, Shoujo sort of, uh, goes on her own romantic path and there's sort of like a uh, like a five chapter side story type thing about her discovering her own romance because she's never sort of been she's never really had like romantic thoughts she's never really wanted to, to be with anyone um, that sort of thing and you know it's sort of at the beginning it's sort of very formulaic how each character like each character is addressed in like one after the other and it's like what is their flaw? And it's basically how does Tai Chi help them overcome this this flaw or this fear or whatever? And it gets kind of boring at the beginning, but then once all the characters have been established and once the dynamic has been established, like you know, towards like uh, chapter ten, there's thirty two chapters. Towards like chapter ten, all the characters have been done and dusted, and you know who they all are and how they interact with everyone, and the story can begin and. You know, I, I have nothing against character building. I think that's fine. But it could have been done a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, Kokoro Connect. Very good manga. I will be watching the anime because apparently that is good as well. Um, all of the characters are extremely likable. Like, there's not a character I dislike in this. There are characters that... Well, there are characters that I dislike yeah. that you're supposed to dislike, you know. Because they're written that way. But there's not a character which I just think, damn, they're really annoying sort of thing. Um, but so yeah, I'm going to be Kokoro Connect an eight and a half. It's very good. Um, I don't tend to usually go for the sort of slice of life, high school sort of thing. Um, but this, this pleasantly surprised me. It was very, it was very entertaining. Um, yeah, so it's not a mecha though, so I can't put it any higher. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my manga. Dan, let's hear about yours. So, I've been feeling very dark the past few weeks, as you can probably <laughs> tell from my choices in anime and manga. And so why not top it off with the manga that was considered at the time the greatest manga yet written. Yep. I'm talking about 1982's Akira. Yes. Boy... It sure does live up to that name to an extent. <laughs> it really is a, an extremely good manga. However, it isn't without its flaws. Yeah. It's not perfect. Like nothing is, like exactly. I've said many times before. Yeah. So, quick synopsis. We first see in 80, uh, 1988, it's World War Three. And Tokyo, like your anime, yep. has been decimated by a mysterious black explosion unmatched <laughs> in magnitude. Yep. I wonder what that was tying into. <laughs> but anyway, we skip forward 31 years into a Neo-Tokyo that has been uh, quickly built on the ruins of the old Tokyo. And it's, like, super big with its, like, um, neon cityscapes. And it's, like, a fusion of, like, 
super high skyscrapers and like cutting edge technology. But it, uh, and that's permeated through and through with an explosive, hyper violent cocktail of biker gangs, poverty, and revolutionaries. Yes. And so, pretty much in this derelict metropolis, lived Tetsuo Shima and Shotaro Kaneda, who are two bikers who are who are good friends, but also the fiercest of rivals. Even though they're even though they're in the same gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in order, so he, uh, so um. Tetsuo tries to prove himself as Canada's equal. He unwittingly pulls a stunt that culminates the awakening of a cryptic existence that threatens to change both the face of Neo-Tokyo and the lives of those who call the city their home. The awakening of a government secret simply known as Akira. God damn it, Tetsuo, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, let's um, let's go um call out the elephant in the room. Oh my god, the artwork is a masterpiece. Mm. It's simply impeccable. Yes. Like there is like I would put him right next to One Punch Man mangaka to this. They he is able to do background renders and character designs so well there is so much detail at every panel that seriously it is like beyond like it, it's just beyond my like i can't fathom it i can't even fathom, i'm lost for words like, and there's no it's not digital or anything there's nothing oh no he did, he totally did this not. with his own two hands you know this is 1982 we're yeah, talking yeah, about exactly. He did this with his own hands, and yeah, no, I agree. The artwork is it. stunning in Akira, man. Took almost six years to make 120 chapters. Yeah, which isn't it? It isn't long. It's it's long, but it's not long in comparison to other things. Yeah, but it can tell how why it took eight full years. Yeah, and so now that we've got the um the best part of it, in my opinion, out of the way. Unfortunately, I haven't finished it, but I'm, I was like three quarters, so I don't. I don't know the finale. I mean, yeah, 120 yes. chapters is, is quite a tall order for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so I'll move on to the um, the characters since I've got the art out of the way, which was my main like coon because you know artists after all. Yeah. So they're not the characters themselves. They're not developed through drama or dialogue because their world is so in constant like chaos and collapse. There is no time for them to be developed in that way. But they are developed through action. Yes. Every line and act of Tetsuo um, can, um, Kaneda and the later character the colonel like it, it, they express their character with like super consistency and like charisma because every character does feel real because 
there are like it is pretty depressing in some parts <laughs> it's like it, the world is gonna like it, it's ended already yeah but they've made it back but now it's gonna end even more so it's like it's already bleak bleak as fuck mm. but and they really expand on that and like it is like just i do like when characters are real that is like a really good i that is what i strive for most characters in like manga, anime, anything really, to be honest, like yes, any kind of media. Definitely, yeah. If a character isn't realistic, then the the entire piece of media, if the main character especially is not yeah. like realistic, the entire media will fall flat. Cough, cough, Captain Marvel. What? Let's let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we must stay neutral. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ish. I get what you say. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the character, yeah. characters, especially in a story like Akira. Where it is like mm. extremely like I haven't read the manga, but I have to, I've seen the movie and it is yeah it's extremely character centric. I agree. Yeah, I will say uh, okay on the characters they are good. Yes. However, I will move on to the downsides. Like I said, character um, development is driven through action. Which isn't always the best way to do it. Mm. And so it kind of like becomes kind of stale at some point because there is a decent amount of action. Yeah. However, those 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 action shots are reused. And so it kind of feels a bit like it, it gets a little bit boring after after a certain point. However, that I believe I've heard and read up and researched that that is actually fixed in the movie yeah. because they actually help better the characters through dialogue yeah. rather than just yeah, action. The, yeah, like like I said, the movie is very character centric, and like there is there are like great action set pieces in the movie and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. the characters are the main thing. Yeah. And if you're saying that that the that they're sort of thrown by the wayside in the manga, then yeah, that is an improvement. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like they fall into the line of the, like, archetypes and yeah. fates, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's like, I, I would rather have a character, I would rather have one, like, super developed character than a bunch of blank slates that we've seen before. Yes. And I know this was made in 1982, so it's very, like, you know, it's early, but even then it's probably still been done before even, even more so. Probably. Yeah. However, however, that is one of like few negatives I have for it in comparison to how good I actually thought it was. Yeah. Because I forgot to explain this. It isn't the most child-friendly manga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it it is very gruesome, very gory, and not in any way, shape, or form for the faint of heart. I will say that. And I, when you told me that you'd watched the movie, I was shocked, extremely shocked to be exact, because I thought I'd, I would have believed that you couldn't handle something like that. Uh, yeah, it was a tough, like, I'm, I am so, I'm so squeamish when it comes to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a tough watch, because like you say, it's definitely not the most child-friendly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you just yeah. We'll we'll talk we'll talk more about the movie. Like we will do the movie at some point. I, we were talking about it yeah, uh, totally. before we started recording. We will do the movie probably next week or the week after. We'll see. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Love to watch it. Yes, it's great. Mm. Um, what was I saying? Yes. However, for someone with me who is very interested in that sort of thing <laughs> and loves gory stuff, I was enthused. I loved it. I loved every single second that I saw something like that. And so overall, pretty much, if you want to go back to it, it's decently long, so it will take you a little bit. However, I would say, if you don't, if you want to go back to the 1980s and watch a manga that still almost holds up, mm. then read Akira. Yes. However, if you're not a big fan of reading or don't want to waste that much time, then I've heard that the movie is, the movie is good as well, cool. if not better. I'm not certain. We yeah. will, like Mason said, we'll do a review of it, and yeah. I'll give my debate on the differences, because I believe that there, that there is a character that they just straight up took out of the movie in the manga. Pretty much. So we'll see how it differs. Yeah. But then again, I'm giving it another... 8 out of 10. Yeah. I'm being quite generous these past few weeks, but then again, deserves, these have all been... Like, yeah, we'll, we will... Like, yeah. the, the impact of Akira comes more with the movie than with the manga, and we will talk about that, but like, there was... For the West, at least, there was a... There are two eras. There, are, there is pre-Akira and there is post-Akira. And then, you know, further down the line, there was pre-Naruto and post-Naruto. And the, these eras yeah. for, for anime, like, yeah, we'll talk about, because it, it did come with the movie, so we'll talk about that more with the movie, but Akira is definitely one of the most impactful um, pieces of media oh, yeah, totally. from the 1980s, not just, like, yeah. anime or manga, but just media in general. We will talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we, we do need to move on. Definitely can see. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, so, moving on to my comics, yeah. I we continued on with the second issues of our previous last week episode uh, comics with me, I did Future State Catwoman 2 and Shazam 2. Both positive, and however, one not so much as the other. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. But these will be much shorter because I have less to say because they're just, they're only like 20 pages. Yeah, yeah. So... Future State Catwoman 2. I really I enjoy it just as much as the previous issue. It's it's um pretty much uh, Catwoman, she's got her way through uh, halfway of the bullet train that, you know, has all the people on it. Mm-hmm. But um, she's uh, pretty much Got, um, hold on, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I got it, I got it. So she's uh, now with um, Onomatopoeia in tow. Yes, one of my, she, uh, one of she my makes favorite the... little known DC characters. <laughs> mm, I had no idea who, I had no idea. He speaks in words. But they look, they look cool. Yeah. Um. So she now has to make her way toward the car, carrying a ghost of her past, mm-hmm. as well as Gotham's past. 
it's Bruce Wayne. Oh my god. Yes. Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Is it really him? Oh, interesting. But is, but is it really him? And with um Talia Al Ghul on board as well. Oof. Yeah, the mother to Batman's child. Um Yeah. Could it be could this chap could this uh, um well chapter issue be the long awaited reunion between Batman and Catwoman? Or will Catwoman's mission to rescue the magistrate's prisoners go off the rails? No spoilers, but it's pretty good. Yeah. It is good. It's a good. It's, it's a pretty good conclusion. I I'm, did enjoy yeah. it. I will have to. I'll have to read that Obviously, myself as well because an interaction between Catwoman and Talia Al Ghul is bound to be great because mm-hmm. you know at least in current Batman comics, Batman and Catwoman are married. Um, really? Yes, but. Talia Al Ghul is the mother to Damian Wayne, who is Batman's son. So that would be a good, that would be a good interaction. Yeah. So, get this out of the way. It's art as good as ever with Future State. The art's never been an issue. It's always been good. It's it actually helps a lot with the pacing of this because this issue, it's very fast. Like it is the pacing. It's super fucking fast like for some people who like find it difficult to catch on it could be seen as very head spinning and confusing but it helps with the climax and it helps with um like it's a fighting and like the context because they're on a fucking bullet train they're gonna need to act quick yeah otherwise it it ain't good um, I the the um, what should I call it? The fighting in it, good, just as good as that last issue. I very much enjoyed it. Strange, it's a uh, always strange to me to read action. Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel weird. It just feels I strange. Feel, I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. However, I do think that it does pretty well on its um. On, on the conclusion of it, and the and how um, Future State is doing Catwoman, I do like. This is the one that I'm probably the most hyped for. That and Swamp Thing, I do like what they what they're doing, and so I would definitely say keep it up with Catwoman. Yeah. Good good shot on them. Give it a good seven out of ten. Nice. Nice. However, <laughs> now we move on. The future state Shazam 2. If you remember from last episode, I didn't much enjoy the yeah. first issue of Future State Shazam. As I felt as though it was just pretty boring yeah. and we're just missing a few things. I would and I would agree. Yeah. Future State that? Shazam 2, it does improve. It, it has improved on it. So pretty much Shazam's soul is laid bare as he's confronted by one of the most powerful beings in the DC universe. Revealing shocking secrets and the final fate of Billy Batson, the the boy who was Earth's mightiest mortal. Hmm. As this issue introduces a deadly new threat born from the ashes of the Teen Titans Academy, Raven. So, what did I think of it? 
it's okay. It's, it's pretty much it's okay. It's okay. It's it's better than the first issue, but it's nowhere near as good, in my opinion, as I gave it. As I can't, to be honest. Yeah. I really should have picked a different person to compare it to because it just does not help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like how they're trying to separate Billy from Shazam because he is just a guy in the end. You know? Yeah. There's no surprise there. Um, and it worked for him for a while. However, it didn't help him because it's drawn in attention from his closest allies and otherworldly forces. Mm. Um, once again, doubt arises within his teammates and whether they can trust him, that sort of thing. It, it does, like, the second installment, it does offer, like, a relatively fulfilling conclusion. But, I'm going to be completely honest here, it feels less like a complete story on its own and more of a component to the larger world of Future State. Yeah. Whereas I liked Catwoman on its own, this, I just feel like they just made this to help Future States, like ending yeah it's it's a re- it's a reading list it, I, I yeah. think i said that last time yes. it's a reading list so if you if you want to get the entire reading list then pick it up but otherwise you don't need to no it's not it's yeah. not. it was yeah it was it was entertaining like the next part was entertaining but it's it's it, the finale part i will say it's a bit of a letdown yeah. to be honest yeah but well, just, um, now that Shazam's over with, I don't have to worry about it. It's, it was just, uh, just a bit boring, to be honest. It was just a bit, like, it Shazam, was just in general, Shazam in general is, like, not the most exciting guy. It's, yeah. it's kind of depressing as well, yeah. to be honest. But it wasn't a good kind of depressing. Don't you feel for it? It's just like, bitch. <laughs> you know? So, I'm giving it a six, but it's a low six. It's better... But it's not great. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, and oh, and but but definitely read Catwoman. Definitely read Catwoman. Both the issues they are great. Yes, but if you, if you want to do like a hundred percent completion of Future State, read them. But if you that you if you want to read it, you can. But. I don't recommend it. To yeah, and like reading, <laughs> no, I've, no. I've um, I've only read issue one of this. I'll probably read issue two, um, like yeah. after we finish recording. But like, there's really not that much here for Shazam no. fans either, <laughs> because yeah. like, Shazam is like separated from from Billy, and like, Shazam. The main draw for for, for Shazam has always been his personality. He's got like you know the childlike personality, even though he's this big buff yeah. superhero guy. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of not there. So yeah, there is just nothing really here. Um, yeah, mm. Ed- entertaining, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a meh. It's yeah. just a meh. But then moving on to yours, a I lot find it a lot better. Don't worry. So um, I have taken on the same comics as last week once again. Issue two of Future State Nightwing and Future State Immortal Wonder Woman, uh, both of which are also two issues. Uh, this is the final the final uh, installment of these. 
And Nightwing, uh, if you remember from last episode, I did say that Nightwing issue one was all build up and all set up and it was just hammering home how something huge is going to happen. And yes, um, the something huge comes in the form of a gigantic army that rolls up to Nightwing's front door. Um <laughs> In order, to, in order to you know take it uh well to kill him because all masked heroes have become illegal now in the future yeah so they're they and uh, nightwing is the leader of this you know masked resistance which is basically all of the bat family um nightwing is now the leader and you know they just bring in an entire like like tanks and planes and tons of soldiers and it all rolls up to arkham asylum which is where which is what Night, nightwing is using as his base um and mm. the next batman which is what he's called, the next Batman. I don't really like that name, but, you know. It's uh, just his trailer that Harlan thinks. Yeah. Um, the next Batman is there, and he's like, um, do you trust? You, you need to trust me now, Nightwing. Um, I know I'm not Bruce Wayne, and I know I'm not as good as him, but you need to trust me, because I'm your only way of getting out of this. And Nightwing's like, oh, no, fine. Um, he's the edge one, after all. Exactly. Um, and um, And most of the issue again it's only 20 pages long most of the issue is taken up by a really really good fight scene where um nice. the next batman and nightwing basically tear through this army and it is wow. super cool and it's i've always been a huge nightwing fan and it's sort of nightwing has stepped like he calls the he calls him and the next batman he calls them the new dynamic duo uh, and i think that's great because nightwing is now in like the 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 dom like the, the dominant role you know the the mentor role sort of thing and the next batman is sort of his protege yeah um yeah he's sort of they've sort of swapped around I mean, yeah because yeah i like that um and then the nightwing's resistance shows up to help him you know you've got oracle and um uh two-face and man bat who have turned to the good side uh you've got robin Whoa. yeah I love Man, I love Two Face and I love Man Bat, so it was really cool to see their like uh, older counterpart. Like Man Bat has got like grey fur on his shoulders and back and stuff. Really cool. Uh, it's cool to see yeah, that. Two like uh, Two Face is pretty much the same. You know, he's got grey hair. Uh, his face looks a little bit more rotted, which is pretty cool. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, lo yeah, I love those two characters, and it was cool. You only see like a glimpse of them, like as they're fighting. But it was cool seeing them, uh, like their future forms. Oracle, um, pretty much Batgirl. Obviously, Oracle used to be Batgirl, but now she's got a Batgirl costume, but she's calling herself Oracle. You know, I don't, I don't know why. Um, just call you, just call yourself Batgirl, really. Um, but yeah, she's cool. Um, Robin is cool as ever, except you know he's a fully grown man now, so it, it looks kind of weird in the Robin costume. But you know. Um, <laughs> No, I was like, if like he got the Robin costume that he himself wore like twenty when he was, years like, ago, years old, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and he's like, he's in not just short shorts, yeah. short short shorts. Yeah, he's, he's like, like super tight. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, um, if he's aged that. Yeah, and we it. see the um the Nightwing Batmobile, which is very cool. Um, and that's how him and him and Batman escape while the resistance sort of holds off the army. Um, and then there's sort of like a car chase with uh, the peacekeeper, who is the leader of the army that's going. Uh, the peacekeeper is like one of the big boys in the magistrate. So she and it's a uh, it's revealed 
that she she's been in a bunch of like different future state like Batman family comics. She's been in the Robin one and Dark Detectives stuff like that. Um, and it's revealed in this one that she um, her her parents were killed by the Joker, and that's why she like hates all Oof. costumes, you know. So she sees them all as the same, whether they be hero or villain, and yeah. um, and you know. And you think there's going to be like this big redemption moment where she's like, uh, uh, where Nightwing is like, oh, come to our side or whatever. Um, uh, rather, where Batman is like, you know, you don't have to do this. You can come to our side. And then Nightwing just sort of like bonks her with one of his uh, um, the big stun sticks and he just knocks her straight out. And he's like, nope, there's no reasoning with these people, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, oh my God. And the, comic, and the comic sort of ends on him and Batman... It's kind of it's kind of cheesy. It's him and Batman walking off into like the the the, the sunrise uh, as as day breaks, and it's like here's to a new partnership or a new era or whatever. It's kind of cheesy, but um, overall that was a great issue. Like I'm a, it's just a big fight scene pretty much, um, and it oh, lays nice. and it lays the groundwork for um, Nightwing and the next Batman who will definitely team up in the next Batman's own series, which is still ongoing. It's not a two-issue thing. It's one of the main ones. Um, and, yeah, I'm giving this one an... I'm giving this one an eight. I really liked it. Obviously, the, wow. art, the art is brilliant as well, and I just love seeing Nightwing, like, as a mature guy now. He's, like, he's realised that he has to step up and take the role, because Nightwing has always been, like, famously opposed... <laughs> to being the next Batman. Like, he, he doesn't want to be Batman. He wants to be his own thing. Um, and it's cool to see how he's achieved that. You know, he's still Nightwing, but he's he's the mentor to all of these other, like, um, younger superheroes. Um, and I really mm. like that. And, yeah, Nightwing, very wholesome, but great fight scenes as well. Um, 8 out of 10. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, doesn't, oh, no. doesn't really get better i gave it a four last week uh, it does get better it's better than a four this mm. week um dark side is is still here except there's this uh-huh. new sort of villain um called the unmaking which is basically like a big like think think venom it's like a big black sludge but it like um it like goes it's like huge it like goes over planets and stuff and it like just disintegrates it um and it's like coming to Earth, and this is set. This is set like in the far future. This is set like hundreds of years in the future, obviously, because Wonder Woman is, is immortal and all that stuff. This is set like hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. Um, so, it, and that's kind of to its detriment, I think, because there's only Wonder Woman here now, um, and a very very old Superman, because you know Superman ages really slowly as well. Uh, there's very very old Superman. There's Wonder Woman who's immortal, and then there's also Darkseid who's immortal. And that's kind of to its detriment because mm. Wonder Woman is not written very well. I did touch on this last week. She's not written very well in this. Uh, it's kind of just recycled from uh, death, death Metal where she was written perfectly. She was she was sort of the main character of that arc and she was very, it was very entertaining. But this is sort of like a more washed down version of her. Um, she has a Green Lantern ring and it's sort of set up in... It's set up in um, uh, issue one where she gets a green lantern ring off a dead green lantern but she never uses it and i'm like this could be kind of useful against dark side i don't know uh considering how powerful he is <laughs> um, 
but she sort of just goes up against him with her sword and she gets the she gets uh bonked she gets game ended pretty much um and then sort of she's like I'll just say this right now, there's no info, like, you're not given anything, there's this new villain, the Unmaking, which just comes out of nowhere, like, it's just, I thought Darkseid was going to be the villain, but he's just sort of, like, Superman, like, Superman shows up, Superman wasn't in issue one, Superman just shows up, and he's like, oh, run, run, Wonder Woman, and he, like, like, tackles Darkseid, and he, like, flies him into the sun, and it's like, okay, cool, they're both dead now okay <laughs> literally comes out of nowhere and just takes dark side and they both fly into the sun and they both die like what <laughs> and then wonder woman flies off into space and she meets up with the specter who is a character that i really like and this is sort of where yeah. the merit like like this is a, this is one of the main future state titles so I th- it's like 50 pages long it's not like a short title so there is there is more that there is more that happens here and she sort of like talks to the to the Spectre, and the Spectre's like, "I was um, I was the agent of vengeance, and you know, all my life I was just um, taught like killing and torturing bad people, um, but now there's no bad people because the unmaking has gone across the entire universe, and it's like, when did this happen? We weren't told about this, you know." Um, and Wonder Woman's like, "Oh, you know, you can you can cease to exist now. It's fine. You've you've fulfilled your purpose." Um, which would have been like you know wholesome if the Spectre had said that he wanted that, but then he sort of just like fades away, <laughs> and it's like oh, okay, he's gone. Um, so now it's just all now it's just Wonder Woman. Like she's the only character that exists now because apparently apparently the universe has been wiped out by this unmaking, um, although we've never seen it. And then she like puts yeah. she like puts together her bracelets which obviously like makes it like makes a blast like that's what she that's what she does in the comics it like makes like a sonic boom type thing um except now when she does it she like it like does a massive flash of white and she like and it like goes across the whole universe and it like kills all the unmaking and then she turns into a constellation and then that's the end of the issue um that's it. What the fuck? The last panel of the issue is her, like like a constant, like a like a constellation of her with her with her arms crossed, with the bracelets touching. Yeah, this this issue was whack. This issue was whack, man. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. It was better in that things happened, but it was it was a different comic book than issue one. Like it was a different story. I've got to get. I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a five purely because it was better than the first one, and the art, as always, is brilliant. I really like how this one, this Wonder Woman in particular, this issue. I really like how Wonder Woman is drawn in Future State, and I hope they keep on these artists because the thing is, for Future State, they're sort of trying out new writers and new artists that haven't really done much for DC before, and I really like the artwork. I guess it kind of shows. Yeah. I really like the artwork for Wonder Woman. I really hope they keep the artist for the mainline Wonder Woman series when DC like returns to normal and Future State ends. Um, but just get rid of get rid of the writer. No, just get rid of the writer, whoever they are. I don't know their name. Just no. <laughs> I mean, no... specifics. Some are actually some are actually good. No, yeah, but I mean Wonder Woman in particular. Like this series is awfully yeah. written, man. This series is terribly written. Um, yeah, it's got to be a five. Mm. I might no a four point five. It's not quite a five, but it's oh. better, it's better than last time. A four point five, I would say. 
Jesus mm. Christ. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Let's just move on to the game so Let's we can get that game. out of our heads yeah. now. <laughs> so, a great game. Great game next. I am continuing my review, retrospective, whatever, on the Batman Arkham games. This is the second game, Batman Arkham City. What a game. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, the thing about sequels is they can be like, they can be seen as like worse versions of the original. But what Arkham City does in response to Arkham Asylum is it takes all of it, dials it up to 11, and just throws it at you. Like, the story makes no sense. The story is the most convoluted, convoluted thing I've ever heard. Basically, yeah. there's a big area of Gotham, like the middle of Gotham has just been like sectioned off, like just completely cordoned off, and massive walls have been built around it. And that is Arkham City, and they throw all of the residents of Arkham Asylum and all of the residents of Blackgate Prison, they just throw them in this area and, like, say, just fend for yourselves. Like, it's bonkers. Like, um, and Batman, like, Bruce Wayne is obviously against this because it's a terrible idea. And he's, like, at the rally, he's, like, at this rally and he's, like, protesting against it. And then he, like, just... This is in the opening cutscene. He, like, straight up gets kidnapped by all these military guys. Like, they just straight up come out... Like, a helicopter comes down, and, like, these military guys come out, and they straight up, like, like knock him in the head with a barrel of a gun and, like, knock him out. And then they just drag him up into the helicopter, and it just goes away. And that's the opening cutscene. Um, and Bruce Wayne... And then you wake up as Bruce Wayne in Arkham City. So you're now a prisoner in Arkham City, and... You know, the first five minutes of the game is basically you um, going, like, breaking out of uh, your chains or whatever and uh, calling in the Batsuit, and now you're Batman in Arkham City. And the main antagonist of this game is Dr. Hugo Strange, um, and it's revealed that Hugo Strange knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, um, and he sort of, like, figured it out by himself. Um... And I won't get too deep into the spoilers, but, like, that's not what happens. Um, someone else tells him that Batman is Bruce Wayne, but I won't say who that is because spoilers. Um, and, yep, once again, Arkham Asylum had a ton of Batman villains in for, like, boss fights and things. Once again, Arkham City dials it up to 11. There are tons more villains in this. Uh, you've got returning people like Bane, Joker, uh, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, um... And you get new villains like uh, Penguin, who I was kind of surprised wasn't in the original, but he's in this one. Um, and he's great. I love the Penguin. Hell yeah. Solomon Grundy. I love Penguin too. Yeah. Solomon Grundy. Um, amazing boss fight. Um, Mr. Freeze. Oh my god. Um, obviously also the... He's voice voiced by Arnold. He's not voiced by Arnold. Um, but... Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but the Mr. Freeze boss fight, man. If you know anything about Arkham City, if you've never played the games before, uh, you've probably heard of the Mr. Freeze boss fight. So, pretty much, Mr. Freeze is like this guy in this massive big suit, you know, this massive, like, mech suit um, that keeps him cool or whatever, um, and he has a big gun. But that is, like, so... Like, there is so much more to him, and his boss fight is... 
he has a health bar and it's broken into nine segments. The health bar is in nine segments and to get rid of one of the segments, you have to do a type of takedown on him, but each takedown only works once. So you can like sneak up behind him and do the, the standard, you know, silent takedown. Um, and once you do that, like he, he activates like a scanner on like his back. So you can't sneak up behind him anymore. And, and so on and so forth. You can take him down through a grate and then he like freezes up the grates with his freeze gun. It's super cool. I had a I, <laughs> I had a blast playing it, um, especially on Game Plus, which this game has, um, and every subsequent Arkham game would go on to have it much better at, in my opinion because one of my main gripes with Arkham Asylum is the weird like spidey sense that comes up when Batman's about to get hit, so you just press triangle. And then... <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, um, so you just press triangle and then you counter it. Uh, game plus does away with that so you actually have to you know look when you're about to get hit um it's a lot more um it's a lot more challenging and oh my and joker so the so the story kind of goes in two two routes um in arkham city one of the routes is finding hugo strange and stopping this thing he has called protocol 10 protocol 10 is revealed to be um just killing all of the prisoners inside Arkham City. So getting like helicopters with like rocket launchers and just, just, just killing them, just shooting them randomly at Arkham City and just blowing the whole th- whole place up. Um, so one one end of the story is is um, stopping him, and the other end of the story is stopping Joker, because I didn't talk about this last week because I couldn't really bring myself to talk about it. But the final boss fight of Arkham Asylum is Joker injects himself with titan which is the chemical that bane uses to get really big joker injects himself with that and you basically just have to hit him until he falls down and there's like a big joker um and in arkham oh, city that boss yeah yeah it was it, it's one of the worst final bosses i've ever seen in a game um arkham city it, yeah arkham city joker obviously is not big anymore um and he he's been poisoned like his blood is poisoned from the titan so he's dying and um towards the start of the game what he does is he in, he like captures batman he like knocks batman out and captures him and he injects batman with his own blood so now batman is dying also um and so okay. <laughs> so joker's like so joker's like haha batman now you have to find a cure for both of us or you're going to die as well um which is like really clever <laughs> and so, yeah, because like Batman cares more about the Joker's health than his own, definitely. Well, yeah, he de- yeah, no, he yeah. definitely does, because you know, you know, and Batman's like, oh, if I don't find the Batman kill, doesn't kill exactly. Batman's like, if I don't, but then again, kill. if I kill myself, then <laughs> that's fine. But if I kill someone else, then oh god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to kill myself. Yeah. Um. So it's him. It's him. And then the second half, of the, well, the second part of the story, because they kind of like cross over and you do one bit of one campaign, um, one after the other. Uh, the second part of the story is finding a cure for you and Joker. And and uh, and also Joker sort of covers his back. I love Joker in the series. He's actually like really manipulative and smart. So Joker covers his back and he's like, I know that you would probably just have both of us die because that means that, you know, I would die and you would die um but 
I've I've taken samples of my blood and I've shipped them out to every hospital in Gotham City. So now, like everyone who is currently staying in a Gotham City hospital is is has been injected with my poisoned blood. So now you have to find a, you have to find a cure for all of us, or we're all gonna die. And I like I love this version of Joker because like who who would have thought of that? You know, um, it's who would have thought? Who okay? No, well, I want to better know who the fuck accepts donated blood and doesn't test it. That's yeah. Okay, I get that. But you know, Joker's got connections. You know, he's got connections. He's good. and think about how much money he has as like the biggest crime boss in Gotham. Think about how much money he has. Um, yeah, I guess. And so yep. Yeah, and this is the first open world Arkham game. And like after this, you know, open world became the main focus of the Arkham games after this one. Um, because it's decently big. For a 2013 game, it's decently big. Um, it takes you like maybe uh, five or six minutes to glide from end to end. Um, it, it, uh, so that's quite, that's quite good uh, for a 2013 game. And all of the different areas of Gotham to explore. It's like really cool uh, for, a, for a nerd such as myself to go to go to places that are in the comics <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And they're all, it's like, you can't tell this is a 2013 game. And this looks, it looks really good. It looks really good. Um, I should probably talk about Catwoman. Um, I don't really want to because she's sort of there. Like Catwoman <laughs> is a playable character in this, like in the campaign. Um, I believe she was DLC when the game first came out on consoles, I believe she was DLC, but, um, if you buy, if you buy the game now, like, on the Steam store, if you buy the game, you will just get Catwoman, like, as part of the campaign, so it's kind of weird how they rolled that out, um, and Catwoman, the Catwoman bits of the campaign are, like, interspliced with Batman's, and she has a lot less to do, obviously, because she's a secondary character, but the bits with her just kind of feel meaningless, because while Batman's mission is to, one, find a cure for himself and Joker to stop, like, tons of people from dying, and two, stop this Protocol 10 to stop a tons of people dying, Catwoman's is just to find the jewellery that was in her apartment, which is also in Arkham City, just by circumstance, the, the section of Gotham uh, that was cordoned off included Catwoman's apartment, and she has to find the jewellery that Two-Face thugs have stolen and get it back. That's sort of her character arc in this. Kind of bad. Catwoman is just a weaker version of Batman. Like, she has less gadgets. She can't glide. She can't do, um, like, many of the takedowns that Batman could do. She has less health. It's kind of... she's. I wouldn't miss her if the game didn't have her in. Um, personally. Uh, and then once you complete the story, uh, you can, like, switch between Catwoman and Batman freely. Uh, because Catwoman also has some Riddler trophies that only she can get and stuff like that. Um, but on the whole, Arkham City is a brilliant game. I think I have like a hundred hours on it on Steam right now, and I'm not finished with it. Like, there's so much to do. Um, You're not finished with it? How dare you? <laughs> how, how dare you not be finished with it before? God, <laughs> and you were gonna hundred percent all your games. Disgusting I've, behavior. I've one hundred percented it. <laughs> but then there's also DLC to do. I've done all of the main game content. So I've done there's the also 150%. Yeah, oh, well, that's Arkham Knight. I'll get to Arkham Knight next week. Um, 
Arkham, Arkham Knight has 240% maximum. That made me almost faint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to do in Arkham Knight. But um, for a 2013 game, there's a lot of stuff to do in Arkham City. And I really, really... Um, I love this game. And it's, and it's definitely my favourite of the Arkham games. Um, I, and it's... Like, obviously Arkham Knight is the better made game. But... Um, Arkham City will always be my favourite because one because it's the first one I played, uh, two because it's just I think the story is is the best in my opinion. The campaign I did I went through it twice because I did it normally and then I did it in Game Plus, um, and I yeah. just I loved I loved it. Um, I got to like I'm yeah. trying I'm trying to take off my fanboy goggles and see it objectively, but even objectively, like from from just a game design standpoint, it's a nine point five. You know, like wow, it's 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 near perfect. It's near perfect game. I I, it's amazing. I can't stress how much I love this game. You will find it for less than five quid at some somewhere. Maybe it's even on the Steam store for really cheap. I don't know, but if not, just find a key. Um, very cheap. I would recommend you pay for this game because the achievements are super fun to get, and I've been working my way through them. Very very fun. Um. Most. Most of no. them. I mean, complete all the Catwoman challenge maps was, was quite grating on me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's fun It's fun to just hop on. Like, even even after you finish the story, um, they introduce this thing called Riddler's Revenge, which is which has been in all of the other Arkham games, um, where it's just a series of challenge maps. It's like locations from the game that you go back and, like, you redo but there's like set challenges that you have to do, like specific things you have to do uh, to get medals, and there's just so much content there. <laughs> I'm only halfway through that after spending like I don't know, fifty of my one hundred hours doing Riddler's Revenge. There's just so much content there. Um, I love it. Yeah, Arkham City, nine point five, a near perfect game, even for someone who isn't a Batman nerd. Just there's something there's combat stealth. Um, whatever you want there's there's some cool skins like there's a there's a bunch of skins for the characters as well i should mention once you complete the story you can choose the skins um very cool yes love arkham city absolutely love it it was a treat to replay it after like not playing it for like five years so dan let's hear about your game okay Uh, almost moving on i will confirm ending yours oh yeah I will confirm it with saying that, yes, Mason isn't lying, just checked, he has on record 111 hours <laughs> on Batman, Batman Arkham City, yep. last played today, apparently, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I believe that is the game that he has the most hours in. I'm yeah, sure. it, prob- it probably is, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. But I just love it. That was a, yeah, that was a very, I will say, long review of Sorry, Arkham City. Sorry, my it makes, just but it makes it. sense. Yeah. No, but it makes sense because of how big of a game it is. Yeah. However, unfortunately, I my review won't be as long because I reviewed a beta. Yes. The beta for my most anticipated game this year, Guilty Gear Strive. Oh yeah. And I can say, from the beta. If this game were to come out now, I would not be disappointed <laughs> to an extent. Okay. 
there are some downsides, but there are also some very good things. I don't... On a gameplay standpoint, just from the gameplay, I think before that, I'll specify it. Guilty Gear Strive. One of Guilty Gear's... Uh, part of the Guilty Gear franchise, been around for a good 25 years, yeah. you know? Uh, fighting game. It's now, um, like... Just, just, uh, just a little... Uh... A little tip: the Steam. Uh, there's a Steam set. There's a Steam sale on right now. I don't know when it finishes, but as of the 21st of February, there is a Steam sale on right now um, where you can get the entire Guilty Gear franchise for thirteen pound fifty, as opposed to one hundred and ten pound. So that's every single Guilty Gear game from over twenty five years. There's like twenty games in there for thirteen pound fifty. I would highly recommend uh, checking that out. Do it. Yes. Do it. As much as Rev 2 is half dead with its age and player count, you will still find some rooms being Yeah, open. you'll still find some online rooms. And even then, like, it's just fun. It's just a fun game to just it jump is. in in training or against bots. Yes. And better yet, the story... Yeah. It's just... It's just a... Vis- it's, it's, a it's a moving visual novel. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's which is also quite fun, but with the Strive beta, you are get we are given um, on certain days online with their let me say a rollback netcode, which I'll get to. <laughs> rollback netcode, we love it. Um, and then we have um, they gave us the arcade, which is certain missions that you can do, which um, I'll get to as well. And then we were given the training room. Which um, was quite fun to play around with. Yeah. Um, and so, with this beta, I obviously, the f- first thing you do is you boot up the training room. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. You have to start the combos off. And from a visual and gameplay standpoint, I don't think I've ever fallen in love with a game as quickly as I have with Strive. Oh, wow. In all honesty... I love it. The visuals, practically, I must say, impeccable. The lighting, it looks like we have ray tracing on. Yep. The way that the lighting affects the characters, you there are like, if you can see in the background that the sun in the background or any lighting is covered by like a broken roof, yeah. there is like a definitive line where the light, where like, obviously in real life, there is lighting and there's shade, yep. right? There is, you can exactly see that in Strive. Like, exactly. Yeah, and you played this on, I believe, a base PS4. Or a base PS4, yes. Yeah, I believe, PS4. I can't even remember. Yeah. I think it's a base PS4. Yeah. But the, yeah, and it even looks stunning then. Yeah. So I cannot believe how much it's going to look good on PS5 and PC. Oh, yeah. I'm I literally, looking back on it now, I'm so glad that I was able to play it, thanks to my brother who owns the PS4. Yes. Shout out to him. But, oh my god, I've never fallen in love with a game just purely based on gameplay and visuals. It isn't as combo-heavy as its previous titles. However, it feels more like Street uh, Street Fighter in its heavy rely on footsies and bigger damaging combos with lesser actual moves to input. Yeah. Which I can agree with because of the way they did it, with it being heavily cinematic... And, you know, 
that sort of thing, with timing being the main element, yeah. with combos being harder to pull off because of timing. And I can live with having less um, depth in the combo length if the combos still look cool yeah. and the combos still do the damage. I'm okay with that. Um, and boy, oh boy, um, let's talk about one of my favorite characters came out in Exit, Ramlethal. Yeah. Very strange character with her gimmick being positioning swords to then throw out. However, when, if you get hit or the characters that are these mini uh, flying balls don't are um, carrying the swords, if they get hit, they're out. Very hard. Very. She wasn't the best character. She was probably mid to low. Yeah. However, once you got the combos off, they look cool as hell because she's very. She's like the definition of a setup character. Yeah, yeah. But with this, with Strive, they said, fuck it. That wasn't fun, which I do agree with. It was a little bit finicky. Mm -hmm. They now have changed it. And I dig it. I do dig it. Instead of having to position them, instead, now, um, you, you um, instead of just putting forward to throw out your saws, so her rate, uh, like her, like her buttons have decreased, you do a special input, so she now has actually access to more moves in actuality, oh, think, nice. looking at it. Yeah, technically, yes. Well, I don't. Want, I wouldn't say overall, I don't know that, actually, comparative, but she still, she now has more normals. Yeah. Which is, which is good, because she heavily relies on the mid to long range. And I have just I love the character. Her design is amazing. I did like, I did enjoy her design in Rev, but with the increase in graphics and the redesigns that the characters have had, I just fall in love with her further. Yeah. Another character I do enjoy the look of, both gameplay wise and appearance, is um, Nagori Nagoriyuki. Yes. The um, another vampire similar to Slayer. My favorite character, Nagoriyuki. And. Yep, and just as flamboyant yep. in his death animate in his death animation, where he just does the pose of paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Very fun. Very fun indeed. And his um, stand up animation when he gets knocked down is a is the stereotypical vampire hands on sh hands on shoulders rise up with no bend. Yeah, it's he's so fun. And his meter, his like blood rage meter, so fun. I'm not gonna get into it because that will take too long to explain. But yeah, it's he looks very, very interesting. Weird. He's very technical. Yes, but it looks very fun. Yeah, it does. The um, luckily this is a beta, so that they can change things around. The um, character, like what's the word? Balancing isn't the best. There are there are some definite top tiers. Such as Axel with his long range and time stop. He was power. quite annoying in Rev 2 as well, though. Yeah, true. But with this, I feel like it can just. Especially with some characters that just. Like Nagoriki, who don't have projectiles. You yeah. can only do their special inputs, but then that, that'll lead to a worse issues. Yeah. But that can all change due to balancing, you know? And so let's move on to the main meat, the robot netcode. Yes. It's perfect. It is genuinely perfect. It works. It's working as intended. It's working as it should. You could be playing with someone in Japan, me in England. It could. It feels the exact same as it should if we were literally 
playing a local match. It is the definition of perfect. It, yes. it, it, it's amazing. Yes. And that's all I have to say about the online. It is, well, on, well the games themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rollback the... roll netcode is is the future of fighting games. I think it's Street Fighter much. Five tried, they tried, um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know. But um, with it, we're, um, with the online, there are a few. Unfortunately, it isn't perfect as much as I would have loved it to be. There are some. There is one fatal thing that I. Wish they would have changed from the previous closed beta. The lobby system. Oh. Okay. The lobby system sucks. <laughs> it is very bad. You spend more time in the lobby system searching for a game than playing the game actually, like playing a game between a person. Yeah. It's not been changed from the, since the previous beta. Yet I swear, I hope to God, because they are they are good. At taking criticism and changing it, they are good at that so far. Yeah. With uh, previous builds and then them changing it, um, I do hope that they change it. However, with the with the game being this close to release, yeah, I don't feel like it's going to be their main concern, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because it is not very good. It's worse than their previous games. In I just, it's just, it's very bad, and I hope they, I hope they commend it. And there was a bug where, when in training room and searching for a game, instead of being in the lobby, which is better, yeah. which you know most fighting games have, yeah, it wouldn't properly work. So I'm hoping they fix that issue, as well as the server problems they were having yesterday. Oh no, not yesterday, two days ago. Which they um, they did fix it. However, let's hope it doesn't happen again in yeah. the actual build yeah. when it comes out. Because this game is they, this game is going to get a lot of people. It's oh, going to get of course. Yeah. So I hope I hope they can I hope their servers can take it. Yeah. Um. But overall. I'm not going to give a score. I'm going to wait until um, we get an actual full build of the game with the story, because I want to actually do through the story, because I enjoy visual novels. I want to see what they do with it. Plus, the visuals will look good with it. Yes. Um, and, sorry, once again, visuals, can't get enough of them. Please, <laughs> Make more games access with that kind of style. Yes, you need definitely. to it looks do it. It looks like it practically looks real. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. As real as we can do with an anime fighting game, like, oh my god. The closest like the closest with visuals I've seen like that, like just very in your face, but in your face in a good way, is this new Demon Slayer game. Fighters yeah. was close, however, there were drops in quality to help with like running yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, fighters is yeah. sort of um, fight like Dragon Ball Fighters. What is the Dragon Ball art style? So it's sort of a different, like Guilty, yeah, exactly. Guilty Gear. Guilty exactly. Gear is an original property, so they're not basing it off anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, but um, but please make more games like this, yeah. like visually stunning. Like make whatever you want. Do you want to do a fucking Blast Blue game like this? I, I don't care. Amazing. Just do it. That would be amazing. We need a new... just do it anyway. 
Anyway, new Blast Blue game. Overall, we um, yeah, well, yeah, we do. I think it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so overall, no score so far. I'm going to review it once the game comes out because you can bet your ass I'm going to be playing that on day one. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. You know, you know, it's you know, it's oh, not pre-ordering it yes. because I've I've harmed myself with the cyberpunk. Yes, we, um, we, at the couch, we at the Weeb Couch highly push against pre-ordering. We do not encourage you to pre-order anything, um, especially yes, yes. Um, yes. especially not Resident Evil 8, because that's quite expensive <laughs> for nothing. Um, yes. But yeah, pre don't pre-order because the price will likely go down. Like, the pre-order right now on Steam for Guilty Gear is £55. It's, I think it's 65 it's, it's yeah. 55 for standard and it's 65 for deluxe edition um yeah which i don't what does deluxe edition include i don't even i don't even know um, um i think it's, some it's not like dlc characters. music yeah I think no no soundtrack. the dlc characters coming later it's yeah. music it's new skin it's um opposite skins for sol and kai oh well um um i can't remember this stuff but i believe there is more but I can't remember. I mean, maybe some like digital, maybe some like extra artwork in the gallery. You know, yeah, it's not worth it. Something like that. Um, not to be honest, no. Just, just, just save your money for the DLC for the DLC coming out. Yeah. We don't know the next character. We don't know the fifteenth character. And unfortunately, oh, actually, we couldn't play with the newest. Actually, character. go on. We do. This broke today. I was going to save this for the news section, but I may as well Wait. say it now. Oh, uh, um, is it okay before you say it? Is it going to be? Is it someone that I know? Yes, it's, she was in. She was in Rev Two. It's not biking. I'm sure it's not. It's not. Biking, it's right? not biking. It's not biking. Yeah, she is. She is um, destined to be DLC. It's yeah. like it's always going to be. Yeah. She's always going to be DLC. Is it dizzy? It is not dizzy. Ah, huh. well then, I'm trying to think. It is. Just thinking of them. Should I just say it? Go on. It is Eno. Med well. Yeah, it's Eno. Eno, Eno. The uh, the witch, you know, the rock and roll witch. Oh, she's a classic. Yeah, well, yeah. duh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. She's got a oh, new. She's got a new. Um, she got a redesign. She looks very, very cool with the redesign. Oh, hell yeah! Hold on, I'll just quickly check now. May as well since we're on the topic. I do of really that. like how she looks as opposed to um. Oh my god! Yeah. She looks like a she. That's that. I love that redesign. Yeah. They've still got the jacket. They've still got the goddamn um, similar hat. Yet she just looks like a real person. Yes. Oh my god, she looks amazing, and I cannot wait to see what her visuals look like because she's all rock and roll. So I cannot wait. Yeah, she was. She's one of my favorites in Rev Two, just because of um, just because mm. of her like you know, her design and her rock and roll stuff. Um, yeah. She's gonna be really cool. Definitely, I will. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that trailer later. That's really cool. I'm, I'm actually happy to see that. Yeah. We've, got, we've got actually a good mix. Yeah. We've got good. We've got some. We've got two new characters, Giovanna, and we have um, Nagoriyuki. Yeah, two, Nagoriyuki. two very good uh, new newcomers. I, I enjoyed playing them. They look yeah. really cool. Um, some old ones, just like the OGs, Sol, Kai, and Eno. You know. You know? Yeah. And then we've got. Uh, and and Angie Mito as well, yep. and you know we've got Rev, we've we've got Rev's um, 
uh, what should we call it? We've, we've got revs. Yeah, we've got Axel um, and Chip. Ram. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's actually, I am actually happy with that with that uh, base roster. That is a good mix of well, yeah. original. Is going to be a great game. And new, and new. Yeah, and I'm super hyped for it. Yeah. So main takeaways from Strive right now, no definite score. Yeah. Um, with online, it's um, the actual online games. They are with the damage to uh, with the damage um, being so high, the games are over too quickly. So I would propose either decreasing damage or making it a best of three, not a best of two. Yeah. Other than that, the gameplay is fine. It looks good. The robot netcode works as intended, you know. Um, change the lobby system. That is my main gripe. Just change the lobby system. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, visuals, stunning, gameplay, fun, and combos are actually interesting. Yeah. So I would definitely look out for that when it comes out. Don't pre-order it. However, definitely get it when it does. I would li- I'm definitely going to play this, play this, and I shall review it on the um, that Weep Couch episode. So look forward to that in April, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe it's early April or mid-April. It's going to be very... I think it's mid. I think it's mid. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait for this either. Um, mm. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, if you have if you have a PS4 or somehow have a PS5, the the beta when does the beta end? Does it end today? I believe it's it's going to end extremely shortly. So when this time, oh, well, by okay. this time comes out, I think it's already yeah. I think it's already over. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, I would highly recommend mm. if you've if you've never heard of Guilty Gear before, which I know a lot of people may never have heard of it. Um, Go and look up some videos of uh, Strive. Go and look up some gameplay, some character tutorials. They're all on YouTube. Um, go and look them up because this game is going to be great. And I would highly recommend... Like, if, you've, if you have any interest whatsoever in fighting games, Strive is going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, thank you, Dan. Oh, yeah. Thanks for playing the beta. I mean... I wish I could have, but I don't have I'm... a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm genuinely so sad we couldn't get it on PC. Yeah. I would have I would have got it instantly there. Yeah. But um, I'm so glad that I was able to shill this review to increasing it to a longer length because there isn't much to talk about with it, but I'm yeah. so glad that I did. Yeah. Because good. I would I just love talking about it. Yes. Um so moving quickly on to our film today, our movie. Um the first film mm. of one of the most well-known film franchises of all time, um, for various reasons. <laughs> that yeah. being Saw. Saw 1, the original Saw. This movie is pretty good. <laughs> um, considering the... Uh, it, 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 it's budget. It's budget. It's definitely budget. Um, would, you like, would you like to take a guess at its budget? Oh, um... Uh, one million. I don't know. I really don't know. Ooh, close. I can't close, actually. I can't do one point, one point two million. Ooh, that was quite good. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot, though. Considering most of the film is shot in one set, though, like that's yeah, it was to be expected. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, so if, if you want to just run us through the synopsis real quick, Dan. 
shall. So, pretty much, here's what goes down. A photographer named Adam Stranheit and an oncologist uh, called Lawrence Gordon regain consciousness while chained to pipes at either end of a filthy bathroom. How bizarre. As the two men realize they've been trapped by a, sadis a sadistic serial killer nicknamed Jigsaw, um, they must complete his perverse puzzle to live. Um, with the movie showing flashbacks um, related to the fates of his previous victims. Meanwhile, during all of this, Dr. Gordon's wife and young daughter are forced to watch his torture via closed-circuit video. Yeah. This movie, as well as its sequels, are not for the faint of heart. Let's get that out of the way, but I'm sure you already knew that since it's Saw. There is there are there is one scene in particular I can think of of um, definite just black like I said before I'm very squeamish um, <laughs> like I'm not it's not I'm not even bad with the later Saw films because you can tell how fake it is but they do they do the gore quite well in this original one um, in my opinion mm, um, they for, do. for such a small budget as well um, and yeah it's. <sighs> It's it's good. It's good. You can tell. You can tell that Saw one to three was meant to be just a trilogy, but they just carried on making them. Um, and yeah, yeah. It's kind of the the first one is good in that it's just a good little self-contained horror. Um, I like the little flashbacks to his other victims. Um, they do set up the the second film and the third film quite well. Obviously, the twist yes. ending, you know, we all we all know that Saw has got to end on a crazy twist. <laughs> uh, and it's like, the first few, including the first one, obviously, yeah. they do it well. I, I love the, the, the actual ending to those ones. Yes, yeah. Because those are good movies. Yeah. And However... The, the twist I didn't really see coming in the first one as well, like... Oh no! Genuinely, no, yeah. no. I like when I, when I believe I watched it first time with you. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely was on my feet, going, "No, no, <laughs> yeah. no!" I just could not believe it. Yeah, could not believe it. Yeah. Oh, like Jesus! It is a good. It's very good. Like, yeah, and the characters are likable enough. Like, you could certainly see like the um. The stark contrast between Lawrence Gordon, who's like this calm, collected guy, and then there's was it Aaron? I can't even remember his name. Um, and, <laughs> um, yeah, Aaron, and he's like the sort of Adam, Adam, whatever. He's sort of like the more uh, on like hyper panicked guy. Um, kind of reminds me of Jesse from Breaking Bad, and um, <laughs> Very like, I yeah, do. There's that yeah. same kind of dynamic as there is between Walt and Jesse. There's like the calm, collected one, and then there's just the sort of always on on the edge, um, on the edge of his seat kind of guy, and um, and they work well together. I, I, really, I really like how they um, like they work together to tr like obviously they try and solve this thing they're in, and then um, they try and solve this thing they're in, and obviously they come to friction, and they they like you know they learn to, they learn to work together and stuff like that. Um, 
but the real pull of Saw, at least for me, the first one, is how much it invests the viewer into, like, trying to figure it out with the characters. Because the movie gives you... It doesn't give you anything that it doesn't give to the characters. Like, a lot of mystery movies, like, reveal stuff to the viewer, uh, like, with flashbacks or whatever, um, stuff that the characters don't know. But it's like you're with the characters in this movie, and I, I, that's really effective. It's the perfect example of, like, a budget masterpiece i think um perfect example of how to mm. use a small budget effectively um it's definitely. not yeah it's not it's not scary but it's you're definitely on the edge of your seat throughout and um and you're mm. rewarded with a very satisfying conclusion a very satisfying twist that, very that leaves very you, satisfying that leaves you wanting to see the next one like that's that's the pull here with saw you want to see the next one um and you want to see what Jigsaw does next. Exactly. And um, and I think that's why the 2018 film, Jigsaw, which is Saw 8, um, is the worst, in my opinion, because it doesn't make you want to see the next one. It doesn't. There's no draw with it. It's boring. Um, and Saw 9 is coming out in, like, May or whatever. Um, it looks okay. It looks better than Jigsaw, definitely. Um, yeah. Plus Saw 8, um, Saw 8, the, all the characters are unlikable. Like, exactly. Like, at least with the first few, there were characters you could sympathise for. Yeah. Didn't necessarily need to like them, but they're still characters you can root for. Especially, um, because especially Saw in, three. in... The main yes, character from Saw exactly. 3. The slowest walker yeah. on Earth. Um, but he's still... Um, yeah, <laughs> I still liked him. Yeah. And especially, uh, even so, in, in number one, yeah. you it is only one of them can get out. Yeah. You have to root for one of them, mm. right? Yeah. You know? I love it. Yeah, it's very, it's super effective on how it does it. Um, so, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense, you know? I do not, I, I do love the franchise. Well, the first few at least. Yes. And, um, I really, I, yeah, I'm gonna give Saw one, and um, I'm gonna give Saw one a seven and a half. I was just about to say seven and a half. Yeah, well. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. With a little bit of a higher budget, maybe some of the the like the trap scenes. I know there's like very few of them in this one compared to the other ones, but like some of the trap scenes would have. Um, a little bit better with a higher budget but apart from that it's a perfect low budget horror film love it probably the best low budget horror film in my opinion uh i just watched a few days ago i just watched one with a similar budget called bad taste and it was yeah it was not as good um yeah an example of how not to use a low budget um but yeah saw very very good and if you somehow haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Watch the first three. Watch the first three because they're the good ones. Um, mm. Anything <laughs> after that, you can watch if you want to have a laugh, I guess. Um, yes. Yeah. No need to. No, no, there's no need to watch any other. <laughs> um, so, that's our film. Moving on to our extended news section. Uh, really quick, we're going to have a quick rundown of everything that was announced in this week's Nintendo Direct. This is the first full Nintendo Direct since September. Um, 
So everyone was excited for this. We've only had like mini directs beforehand or like Nintendo Indie World or whatever. Um, this has been our first full like 40 minute long direct and it was big. Like there was a lot of stuff announced. Um, so mm. obviously the one everyone was was hoping for, the one everyone was excited for <laughs> was the Smash, the new Smash character announcement. Uh, it is Pyra slash Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, this is a new character mechanic that has not been seen in Smash before, where you can switch between the two characters like with a button command. Um, so it's it's two characters in one basically. Um, so one, so they're both mm. sword characters. Great. Um, one of them is more of a heavy swordsman, sort of like Ike or like with her speed. I was thinking maybe Ganondorf because she's very slow. <laughs> um, and the other one, <laughs> and the other one is like a lot quicker. Like Mithra is a lot quicker. Um, I'm thinking sort of maybe type of Lucina slash Marth type kind of thing, um, very quick, mm. um, and we'll see we'll see where they we'll see where they fit into the roster. Uh, they are the I think there's one slot open or two slots open still on Fighters Pass Two. Um, Believe too. Yeah, and we'll see where that takes us. Um, Mithra, um, I don't I I didn't see a release date. I I think. I think it was either March or I didn't see one. March is in my head for some reason, but although I didn't see one. Um, so that was only one thing, of course. That was the most significant thing, but there was um, there was more announced. We got a, um, a brief teaser trailer for Splatoon 3, um, and there was, a, there was a new story that, that broke today that I'll just say now. Um, Splatoon 2 levels will be able to be imported to splatoon 3 when it comes out but it's not coming out until um nice. it's not coming out until next year yeah so um yeah. don't really get excited yet we haven't seen much from it and it's not coming out for a while uh, another big one was um legend of zelda skyward sword hd remake um well it's not a remake why? it's why <laughs> it's just yeah, remastered why <laughs> this is a wii game um it was a great story it's like chronologically the first zelda game like the timeline it's like the first in the timeline um and it's getting remade on switch um with a like um the same weird controls that literally nobody likes from the original like the slash controls um and except instead of a wii controller you're doing it with the uh the, the joy cons now uh let's hope there's not drift on the slashing like there is on the sticks um also, um, we got a uh, so that's coming um, in the summer um, with some special Skyward Sword Joy Cons, which actually look quite cool. Um, they do actually, but I won't. I, won't. As, I mean, no one's gonna buy them because yeah. they'll just get drift. Exactly, no one's gonna buy them, but they, from an aesthetic point of view, they look quite cool. Um, also, we got a release date for Apex Legends on the Switch. That's coming out in March. That's saying Switch in March. Um, I have no clue how the switch is going to run it very badly is my is my uh, estimation uh also got yep. also got a release date for fall guys that's coming in the summer um kind of weird how that's so far away like all they have to do is optimize it um and it's also coming to xbox on the same day xbox series x and xbox one um we got a new trailer for knockout city which looks very uh different 
uh, new game, completely new game, Switch exclusive. Um, I would highly recommend you check it out because it looks it looks pretty cool. It looks to me sort of like a 3D open world uh, Lethal League Blaze. Um, so <clears throat> we shall see. Um, there's a lot of different art styles at play here. There's a lot of different like. I don't know if they're original characters or not, but there's a lot of different um, there's a lot of different art styles. As I've seen a pic the, in the trailer, there's like a pixelated fairy type thing that looks like something from the Atari. Uh, there's um, someone that looks like a Final Fantasy character, like a JRPG type thing, and it's like a World of Warcraft orc type guy. They were all in the trailer. Um, mm. Looks very looks very mm. interesting. It's like uh, it's going to be obviously online multiplayer kind of thing from mm. ea so like don't get your hopes up or anything yeah but we'll see. i will i will say um watched a one of my the main youtubers i watch was sponsored by ea to do a video on the game and it does look fun yeah like the game the gameplay does look fun yeah. if um like the mechanics do look quite different like nothing's seen like sit like that before so yeah. i'm interested to see um well, they, how it is like how other people think about it yeah. um, later on in the line. Yeah. Um, we also got a new Mario Golf game. It's about hell yeah. Yes. We needed this. We needed this. Yes. Mario Golf Super Rush is coming to Switch in uh, in the summer. I can't wait for this. It looks absolutely brilliant. I've always loved Mario Golf. It's such a great game, and um, I think I think one of the game modes that's been introduced is called like Speed Golf or Rush Golf or something, and Speed uh, Speed Golf yeah. Speed Golf yeah, and that looks brilliant. Like I yeah I can't wait to play. I can't mm. wait to play this. Um, also, a 3DS game is getting um, a Switch version. It's not a port or a remake. It's a it's Metopia. So it's this it's the same kind of thing as the 3DS version, but it's getting a Switch version, which is a completely new game. It just shares the same concept. Um, looks pretty cool. Like you can make Mii's and then you can make them like go on a RPG like fantasy kind of quests. Very like it's it's a good mm -hmm. game. I have it on 3ds. It's a good game. Um, yeah, that's cool. yeah. And um, also coming to Switch is Outer Wilds, which is a game I have not played, but I've seen gameplay of it and it looks quite entertaining. Um, so I I'll, I'll probably pick that up when it hits Switch. We got a release date for my nintendo switch most anticipated game uh no more heroes 3 uh coming <laughs> coming in the summer i can't tell you how excited i am for this i've always loved no more heroes mm. uh they did travis dirty travis touchdown should have been a character in smash not a costume like they did him dirty but yeah no more heroes 3 coming in the summer can't wait for that we got tales from the borderlands is hitting switch um Go and pick that up. Tales of the Borderlands is good. Uh, well, all of Borderlands is good uh, to to a to differing extents. We got mm. a port collection, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which collects Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it collects uh, Shin Ninja Gaiden and Shin Ninja Gaiden Two, and it also collects Ninja Gaiden Three. Um, so, so Shin Ninja Gaiden is basically just like an upgraded version of the original Ninja Gaiden. So it's having one of two of that series and then three of the original series. So um, that's all. There's no graphics upgrade. It's similar to Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's just all ports. Um, can't wait for this, though. I love Ninja Gaiden. It's going to be great. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Shame, shame they couldn't get on the um, any of the older Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They, they probably will at some point in like virtual console or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a port, uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Ouch. Warfare 3, Battle for Neighborville. We can skip that one. Yeah, that's coming to Switch at some point. Um, and uh-huh. there were a few, uh, there's a few like uh, kids games, you know, like, like children's games that are coming to Switch. There's a few uh, Japanese strategy games that I'm not really invested in. Like you can look up the list for yourself or you can watch the direct. It was a mixed direct. I've seen it getting mixed reactions on the internet. Um, mm. And um, but for the first Nintendo Direct um, for like months, I'm kind of disappointed. But I'm just, I mean, the, the the hype I'm feeling for No More Heroes Three is enough to offset that, in my opinion, um, because mm. it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Love No More Heroes. Check out one and two if you yeah. haven't. They're on Switch. Like the ports mm. are on Switch. They're great. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was the direct. Moving on to our weekly news, um, there is there's a little bit. There's not there's not as much as other weeks. Um, so we have a big story, well a big a big trailer that broke this week uh, that we'll just discuss very briefly right now. Um, the trailer <laughs> for the Mortal the new Mortal Kombat movie, oh, like, yeah, titled yeah. simply Mortal Kombat, coming out in April. Like a lot of people thought that this was a troll, you know, this movie is not coming out, because it's, it got to February, and we was like, where's, where, where's the trailer, you know, we know nothing about yeah. this, it was coming out in April, no trailer, but the trailer has finally come yeah. out uh, on Friday, came out on Friday, uh, you know, it's a Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of I mean, don't like no. the costumes for Scorpion and Sub-Zero, they kind of look a bit clunky, and not ninja-like in the slightest. They kind of look just a bit thick. Um, but you know, the other characters look okay. Goro, we got a flash. We got a flash of Goro in the trailer. Um, he looks great. <laughs> like I was surprised. He's obviously he's fully CG. He looks really good. Um, we've uh, we okay. also got you know um, the main plot, which is essentially just the plot of the the first game and the the 1990s movie which is very good shame about the sequel we talked about that on the weep couch um yeah we did um, and yeah so we get um i believe sonya blade Jax, kano uh kung lao and did the the fire one Liu Liu Ke- Liu kang Liu kang yeah and raiden we also, we also get to see raiden and yeah. um uh, yeah yeah and raiden and um they are all taking part in the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat tournament, which is hosted by Shang Tsung, and we get a little snippet of Shang Tsung in the trailer. He looks, you know, he looks exactly like he does in Mortal Kombat 11, so that's fine. I think they may have even used, I think they may have even had the same actor. I could be wrong on that, but I read somewhere that they used the same actor that they used for, like, you know, the, the facial mapping for Mortal Kombat 11. He's playing him in this movie, so that's quite cool. Um, yeah. We're, it, the trailer is very bloody. It's a red band trailer. Um, yeah, you, it doesn't hold anything back. You know, you get to see Scorpion. He's like flinging his uh, hooks through people's heads and and like you know pulling them in and stuff like that. Um, if if anything else, the action looks great. Like it looks like it's going to be a cool action movie. Like they they've got the choreography on point. It's definitely going to be better than the '90s ones. Um, I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. 
and that comes out in April, and we'll see how it is. You can bet we'll review that when it comes out on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, will, I will say... Go on. I, I will say, actually... I do have a little bit of a conflicting opinion. Okay. I do. Th- I do have high hopes for this. I think like what they, how it looks right now. The only problem I have with it really is Raiden not being old. Yes, he's yeah. It's kind of weird like, how he's older. Just older. older. How, however, everything else, like like you said, the action looks yeah. good, and also uh, the effects. I I enjoy. I enjoy that. Like when um, Sub Zero freezes. Uh, scorpions blood to the yeah. user as a blade that was very cool that's straight out like, of the game they, i believe as like, well yeah yeah and it's not um like we could tell right now like this is actually they are going for mortal combat this isn't like a kid-friendly family-friendly yes. movie this is actually mortal combat no no techno and, though, which like, is a shame no techno music <laughs> but um i do have high hopes in my opinion it looks as good as they probably go for a Mortal Kombat movie yeah. nowadays. I do be. think that. Yeah. Okay. And because of that, I do have high hopes. I do think it looks decent. It could be good, is, what I'm, is all I'm saying, pretty much. Because yeah. the acting does look pretty good. Yeah. And the characters do look actually like their material. They actually look similar to an extent. A few characters, not so much, but the others, yes, yeah, they like do I look said, similar. Like Goro. Goro right. looks good, man. Like, he looks good. Yeah. And, um... Like, um, there was one final thing. Yes, and it does have a perfect trailer starting where Sub-Zero rips off Jax's arms. Yeah. It, it, that, that's like a perfect starter. Yeah. Like, oh, and it's not like in, goddamn, the sequel to Mortal Kombat movie where Jax's arms aren't actually gone. It's just like, throw like over it. Yeah. It's not It's not just that. They are actually his arms. Yeah. He lost it. Oh, anyway, yes, I... <laughs> In overall, I do have high hopes. I do think it looks actually like much better than what they've previously made, oh, yeah. and so I do have. I do think it could be at least a. a I, looking at it, it could possibly be at least a at least a six, which yeah. isn't that bad. I I, I have it. I before. have it as a six. I I think right now yeah. I I would say the same. I would think it's going to be a six. Um, but yeah, we'll see when that comes out yeah. in April. Um, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another quite large story. Um, it was Bliss. It was Bliss. It was BlizzCon this week. Um, they called it BlizzCon Line, which I hate um, because it's all online. Um, and just put BlizzCon. Just put BlizzCon online. Yeah, I I hate BlizzCon Line, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, we saw some. Uh, we saw a glimpse of gameplay for Diablo Four, which looked good. We saw um, some some enhancements, I think, of some sort or DLC coming to Diablo Three, which uh, is great. It's good to see that game still getting some love because it is a good game, even though it's quite old. Um, we but the the thing every the thing everyone is is going nuts over from BlizzCon Line, the thing everyone is 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 exploding about on Twitter is the 40 minutes behind the scenes Overwatch 2 segment. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. I I tend to put my expectations low for games when they when they when they're not out yet, especially like I do it with most things but especially for video games because there's just more things that can go wrong with video games than there is with both things. It's 
Yeah, especially ones without, like, actual you being able to play it, such as the betas. Like, yeah. I have Strive High because I've actually been able to play the game of what it could be at launch, yeah. you know, which is good. And Unlike Cyberpunk, where I have no idea and let down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. And I just tend to, um, I tend to, like, put my expectations down, but from the 40 minutes thing that um overwatch 2 released like just looking at metacritic right now highest rated game is legend of zelda ocarina of time with 99 metascore um just just bump that up by one and you've got overwatch 2 um um, jesus are you are you being serious i've never been more serious in my entire life (laughs) um oh my god god they they the 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 design team like i can't even speak right now the design team um, break down every single aspect of the game and they basically put it side by side with overwatch one and it's like this is how it was this is how much better it is and this is not even finished development yet this game is not going to come out in 2021 this will probably be released in early 2022 because they're still working on it um so they gave us some insight they gave us some new character designs they gave us uh, the new design for reaper farah widowmaker and mccree um apart from farah where i don't really see much difference in the design uh, they all look so much better <laughs> um and we already saw the um we already saw some other designs from blitzcon 2020 um where they showed us like you know the main characters like tracer mercy may reinhardt all those guys they all look great as well um and yeah and they in particular they were talking about hero missions which is basically like the pve side of things where you can jump in and um like with with three other friends it's four people versus um uh bots and uh, <laughs> there is over 300 hero missions and like they pop up periodically Jesus. there are over 300 and each one is a different objective and um and they also talked about it was mainly like it was a behind the scenes thing so it was mainly like the more mechanics focused things they've been doing like like just to pick one example because i don't want to go on for too long just pick one example weather you know in the the desert map temple of anubis um depending on the time of day that you're playing the game there might be a sandstorm going around the map which will obscure your vision so you obviously don't want to be picking characters like widowmaker who you know is a sniper so um because your vision will be obscured if it's nighttime the visibility will be extremely low so you want to be playing a character with natural ambience such as reinhardt who has a big engine on his back which lights up the environment so they've like that's just one example they've also talked about audio like the weapon audio and how much like they've they've now got like different audio for whether you're in a small building or you're in a large building or you're outside it's like depending on where you are the the guns will sound different like you're actually in the place Um, and god like this 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 game this game (laughs) i can't wait i would highly recommend you just just watch the 40 minute presentation just watch it all the way through because I can't possibly do it justice. But moving on, Overwatch 2 looks groundbreaking in its 
like like it's not like cyberpunk where they didn't show us anything or what they showed us was a lie um people have gotten hold of the demo for overwatch 2 or the alpha and they've said online it's ever it, it's true you know what they're saying is true they've done this you know it's not like cyberpunk where they've lied about it this is this is how the, this game exists in our in our lives and i can't wait i can't wait look up the thing for yourself my god man um but apart from that it's been a kind of a slow news week i would say i think i think other game companies are just stepping back and letting blizzard and nintendo do their things because they don't really want their news to get like you know jumbled up and then forgotten about because obviously blizzcon and the nintendo direct were the main things um so we've got some Fortnite news, whatever. Um, this weekend, Fortnite has premiered like some short films, like animations. They're calling it Short Night, uh, which I hate. And um, and yeah, some of them look pretty cool. I would. They're just machinimas, you know. <laughs> but they're, but they're um they're marketing them <laughs> as as full things. Um, but you know that's that's there. You can check some of them out. Some of them are, actually have quite good stories. I've I've watched like four or five of them. There's like ten of them. Um, they're all like two minutes long or whatever. And um, so, also in Fortnite, um, today the twenty first of February sees the release of Ryu and Chun Li, Street Fighter characters, as Fortnite characters. <laughs> Which you know, I thought the way of martial arts was to not resort to violence um but you can see ryu running around with a attack shotgun now just murdering people um which is a bit weird i think but you know it's fortnite so do it go, go for it i guess um bit of anime news netflix is releasing a in march netflix has just announced that it is releasing a dota anime so an Whoa. anime based on the um uh what do you call it mmorpg um uh dota um it looks cool like i think it's by the same studio that made castlevania because that <gasps> yeah that anime oh. like i would i would encourage anyone to watch the trailer uh for the dota anime looks great like the animation looks great i have no investment whatsoever in the dota series but i probably will still check this out because yeah. it just looks like a no, good show I was just thinking that as well. It's like, I never played Dota, but if yeah. it's made by them, this could be something worth watching. And a um, little bit of, um, some just a little bit of Zelda news. Um, everyone was kicking off basically on the direct about how there was no Breath of the Wild 2 um, oh. footage or gameplay or whatever. Um, uh-huh. Nintendo have come out and said, Nintendo, uh, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is progressing smoothly and uh, news will be revealed later this year so they're still working on it um a lot of yeah. people are think a lot of people are thinking like you know we've waited for breath of the wild 2 and they've given us a skyward sword remake but nintendo are saying we're still working on um breath of the wild 2 don't worry about it um but like it's been i don't know how long has it been two years or so with no news it's like i don't know um, but then again you forget how long in development games can be that's very true that's very true i'm not so, I don't like yeah i'm not one of the i'm not one of those guys on the internet who's like completely ragging on nintendo and going crazy on them for not showing them like i understand it's like <laughs> yes yeah. this this game the first ever news we got 
wasn't even gameplay. It was a cinematic telling us it's in development. That could mean it's coming out in seven to eight years for all we know. Just wait. Just wait and we'll see what happens. That's that's pretty much all you need to worry about. There's no point getting all stuffy about... Getting a like getting a remaster instead of the actual product. Would you rather get it now and have a cyberpunk? Yeah, no, exactly. of course you fucking wouldn't. Exactly. Like people just don't learn. People never let, learn. <laughs> just yeah. wait and let them make the game in their own time because we all know how bad cramming can be. Yeah. It's not good. So let them make the game in their own pace because then, if so, it'll be just as good as Breath of the Wild is. Yeah. And then there's no complaints. So just shove off them. Yeah. Let them make the game. Um, That's all I need. These, yeah, that's two, yeah. these two stories broke simultaneously on Thursday, and it kind—it seems very suspicious. Very suspicious. I'll read out—I'll read them out one one after the other. Um, Bloober Team, who uh, are the team behind the Medium, uh, the horror game which has just been released. It's it, it, it's it's yeah. it's pretty good. It's very good. Um, Bloober Team is working with a very famous publisher for its next horror game. Um, oh. So that's 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 one story. This broke on the same day. Um, rumors: a new Silent Hill game is reportedly in the works from a prominent Japanese studio. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, no. I'm okay. Not, no. Honestly, there's no connection. There's no concrete no. connection here. This no. is all rumors. Um, no, not even not even going to get my hopes up at all. But that. But, that would be great. <laughs> but yeah. Blue team making a Silent Hill would be absolutely brilliant. Um, Hell yeah. And we'll just have to see how that um, that uh, goes on. We do know, though, this won't be from the original creator of Silent Hill because another story, uh, the Silent Hill creator discusses his new horror game, um, his, uh, his um, <clears throat> original horror game, nothing to do with Silent Hill, um, with some... Uh, concept art some very very like disgusting concept art i mean it is silent hill so oh, no it's the guy who made silent hill this is nothing to do with silent hill um but it's wait, a, wait, that's what I'm asking, I mean, yeah. yeah it's a new ip um i uh yeah i would highly recommend you, you check out check out the concept art i can't describe what it's showing here because the video will get taken down but it's very cool um it's very gory and um, a game based around it, I'm picturing something similar to the game Agony, but you know, since it's by this guy, it's gonna be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this concept art, that's um, that's really something, huh? Yeah, that um, is um, that's I. It reminds me. It, oh yeah, ooh, I like that one. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> that's a really good looking one that final image anyway yes that is do, let's, let's not uh, go into detail if you want to look it up do it it looks cool but that's just because I like gore yeah. don't look if you're faint of heart yes it's pretty weird yeah it's very strange anyway. um, yeah. and to uh, to close uh, I just want to give a little bit of anime slash manga news um, in September the Animal Crossing New Horizons manga will come to the west can't wait for that. I've seen some um, some scans of the Japanese version. The art style looks really cute. It's really like uh, simply drawn. It's very cutesy. I can't wait for that um, to actually read it because I love Animal Crossing. 
and um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Coming in September, uh, just to close off now, our final story. Uh, the <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. The Crunchyroll Awards have <laughs> have crowned. Uh, well, let's just get uh, anime of the year, Dan, 2020. Um, bear in mind, that the, bear in mind, the Crunchyroll Awards are just a person a popularity contest. Um, do you have any guesses? It's fine if you can't think of any, because I know not 2020. many. 2020. I know not much anime came out in 2020. I just can't even remember 2020 in general. Yeah. Um. Uh, did Fire Force come out in 2020? It did, but it's not that. Okay. Well, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, oh yeah, did you say? Didn't wasn't that good though? It's good. It is good. But um, a lot of people are saying. Um, Where's my Attack on Titan season four? And is it even finished? It's those, not even finished. To those people, I say read the terms and conditions because the anime has to have finished in 2020. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't base a season on whether it's good or not just off of a what, like a few episodes. It's like finished like, yet? Like it's good. Yeah, it's good. And I would say it's probably better than Jujutsu Kaisen. But it's not finished. Like, come on. God, wait until this year. You idiots. It's it's definitely gonna win this year. I know that much. But yeah, it's good. Um, Probably. Because considering Crunchyroll Awards is just a popularity contest. But you know, that's that's all the news we have. So that does it for this episode, episode twelve of the Weep Couch Podcast. You good there? Hope. (laughs) I'll be fine. Hope you (laughs) hope you enjoyed. Um, hope and um, hope you took something away from this. Uh, if you uh, you want to read Akira, very good. We'll touch on the movie next week. Uh, play Arkham City. Just play it. Just please, if you haven't already, play Arkham City. Um, read Kokoro Connect as well. Good manga. And mm. yeah, hope you've taken something away from this. Um, hope we haven't just talked at you. Um, um, for <laughs> two hours, and um, yeah, and we have to what? What are you gonna do about it? Punk stuff podcast. <laughs> We're still gonna be here next week, so you could just yeah. um, and yeah, we hope you have a great week this week, and we'll be back next Sunday with your weekly dose of pop culture just coming straight at you. As always, email us, Instagram DM us. Leave us a comment if you have any series or comic or whatever you want us to cover. If you have anything in particular you want us to cover, just send it our way and we will cover it. Um, But until then, um, have a great week. I've been Mason. And And I've been Dan. And this is The Weep Couch signing out. Goodbye. Peace.